0: Hello, TV writers. Just a quick word uh, before we start to let you know my online course, How to Write a Sitcom, is on sale for only 29 bucks. That's less than a week's worth of lattes. And so many of you have expressed interest that I'm keeping this sale going until I come back from my hiatus in October. In this class, I take you through the steps I've been teaching at university for years. You'll have videos and worksheets that'll guide you in organizing your ideas, and you'll have as long as you need to work through this class. It's completely self-paced. Sign up now by clicking on the links in my show notes or by heading to my Thinkific website, writetv.thinkific.com or writingtv.info. And now, an episode of our podcast pants on fire, George Jefferson's foot licked by the bear, the one with the monkey. All these phrases have been used to describe perhaps the most important part of the classic sitcom structure, and today I'm going to explain that structure to you. Welcome back, TV writers, to the How to Write TV podcast, the podcast that aims to give you tools you'll need to create your own original television content. I'm Tom Bray. First, let's go back in time a bit. Back to the dawn of TV. And uh, believe it or not, I'm close in age to the dawn of TV. The situation comedy or sitcom back then came out of the sketch comedy variety tradition. Back then, shows on TV like your show of shows, The Texaco Hour, and all the wonderful sitcoms that we heard on radio even before TV was born. Shows like Jack Benny Show, The Aldrich Family, Fibber McGee and Molly, and so many more served as a model for what was coming with the advent of shows like I Love Lucy which set a standard for sitcoms that in many ways still exists today, right? To begin our discussion of TV's sitcom structure, you'll need to be familiar with three concepts. A story beat, story scenes, and ACTS acts. Now, a story beat is a movement in your story. It's when the story moves along the structure line from point A to point B, one point to another, or one beat to another. But a beat is not a scene. A scene is a unit of storytelling. It consists of a time and a location. Whenever in a script the time or location changes, as for example, when you move from one set location in a script to another or when time changes from present day to a few minutes later or tomorrow or 10 years later or even 10 years in the past, you have a new scene. So change location or change time and you change scene. Now, an act is like a storage box. Each act holds scenes and beats and each act has to hold the kinds of scenes That fit inside that box. It would be like having a couple of actual real storage boxes. Let's say one is for shoes and one is for, I don't know, sweaters. You would not put shoes in with sweaters or sweaters in with shoes because they would be in the wrong box, right? Well, it's the same with TV sitcom structure. So let's begin. And with those basic definitions in mind, I'm going to show you how these parts fit together. The classic two-act sitcom structure is based upon the commercial broadcast TV model where shows are interrupted to sell products using commercials. I know you've seen that model so many times, you're sick of it. But that's why the structure consists of four parts. A short teaser, which tempts and grabs the audience in, and then act one, and then there's a high scene of Jeopardy at the end of Act 1, so that when you go off and do a lot of commercials, you'll wonder what's happened, and you'll come back to Act 2, where the story builds to a high point, and then a tag, where the story has a wrap-up. So there are four storage boxes in the classic two-act sitcom form. The teaser box, Act 1, 2, and 3, and the tag box. And just like in our actual storage boxes for shoes and sweaters, these story boxes hold specific kinds of beats and scenes in each box. Now, nowadays with streaming platforms, many shows don't have commercial interruptions, and yet many shows still follow at least parts of this structure. So look for it because it's still used, which is why it's so important for you to understand it. All right, here are the kinds of things that should be in each story box. Here's the classic two-act sitcom structure. It consists of six story beats. Beat one. The problem is introduced. Beat two. The problem becomes complicated. Beat three. The problem explodes. And that's where there's an act break and there's lots of commercials. Beat 4, the what-to-do beat, where a plan to fix the exploded problem is hatched and brought into Beat 5, the high comedy scene. And if you haven't already guessed, here's where pants catch on fire. And here's where, as my mentor and creator of the classic sitcom Designing Women, Linda Bloodworth always called it, the scene where George Jefferson foot gets licked by the bear. And here's where the writers of the sitcom Friends would name the episode after the high scene, as in the one with the monkey. Look, it's the moment that everyone remembers from the show. It's the moment where Lucy and Ethel are working in the candy factory and the conveyor belt gets faster and they can't keep up with it. And they wind up stuffing candy in their mouths hilariously. It's the high comedy scene. Now, beat six is the resolution where the problem gets fixed and characters learn But they don't learn too much because audiences of sitcoms really enjoyed seeing their favorite sitcom characters make the same kind of mistakes over and over again, right? I mean, there's not a lot of personal growth in the characters of a sitcom. You only have to look at at Always Sunny in Philadelphia to understand that those characters are pretty much the same flawed and hilarious people that they were in season one and were what in season like 18. We the audience wouldn't have it any other way. We don't want them to change. Now, remember when I told you that each beat or measurement of the story structure can take several scenes to accomplish? Well, let's take an example. Let's take, for example, an imaginary episode of The Flintstones. And and by the way, if you don't know The Flintstones, you should seek it out because it's an important part of TV history. It was the first animated prime time cartoon to be on the air. I can remember, you know, sneaking out of my bedroom and hiding under the couch so that I could watch it. I think it was on Fridays at 7.30. So now let's imagine that your imaginary episodic logline for this episode of the Flintstones is this. Fred and Barney are excited to bowl in the big tournament until their wives, Betty and Wilma, remind them that they promised to take them dancing. Okay, now the first step in turning this into an actual story would be to take this episodic logline and to start to plug it into the six-beat structure. So, let's do that, shall we? Beat 1. The Problem is Introduced. Now, one of the good things about this episodic logline is that it expresses a story problem. I mean, the guys want to bowl and the girls want to dance, so that makes this first story beat really easy to write, correct? I mean, you know, there's conflict. It's simply your episodic logline where we introduce the problem. So, the episodic logline is beat one, problem introduced. Now, the second beat might be the guys invent a lie that they have to visit their boss in the hospital so they can't go dancing. So, There you have your problem getting complicated when the guys lie. Now, the third beat is where the problem has to explode. So that could be, well, um, after coming out of the bowling alley that night, and, you know, they're pleased with themselves for having pulled one over on their wives, the guys suddenly see Wilma and Betty drive by the bowling alley. Did the girls see them when they're supposed to be at the hospital visiting their boss? Uh Uh-oh. Problem explodes. So now beat four is the what to do beat. And that's where the boys may think, what are we going to do? Well, maybe we can tell this lie or this lie or this lie to get out of this. But then they finally realize that they don't even know whether the girls actually saw them at the bowling alley. So their plan is to sneak back home to find out if that's so. So beat five, the high scene might be when the boys get home. And they peek through Fred's window to see their wives talking by the fireplace. But they can't hear what's being said because the window's closed. So the solution is simple. Get a ladder, climb to the roof, and listen down the chimney. And that goes very well. Until Barney falls off the roof on top of Fred and they both break their arms. High comic scene. Now, beat six, the resolution, the boys are in the hospital, the wives visit. And they point out that while their arms are broken, their legs are not. So they'll be expecting a night of dancing very soon. There you have it, six beats. And those beats are stored inside the different storage boxes we mentioned. So for example, in the first box, the teaser box, you would put beat one, the problem getting introduced. In the next box, act one, You put the next two beats, the problem getting complicated and the problem exploding because you have to end Act One on High Jeopardy so that, you know, when there's all those commercials, the audience will come back to find out what's happened. Now, in the Act Two box, you place the What to Do beat, which is beat four, and then beat five, the high comedy beat, and then in the tag box, you would place beat six, the resolution. But again... Beats are not scenes. Those are only the story beats, but that's the first step in getting to an actual story. You're going to need to have scenes later on when you write a full outline of where this story goes. So let's take the teaser and the first beat, the problem introduced. The boys want to go bowling and the girls dancing. Now, that could take, you know, Several scenes to actually accomplish. You could have this scene where the guys wake up in each of their houses. That's like two scenes. And scenes where they sit, you know, maybe talk to each other on the phone because they're excited about going bowling. That's a couple scenes. And then maybe the scene where they sit down to breakfast and the wives remind them that uh, they have to go dancing tonight instead of bowling. So that's several scenes off of that first beat the problem is introduced. So it could take several scenes to introduce one beat. You're going to create as many scenes from a story beat as you're going to need to fill out your script pages. The number of script pages you need in each section. So for example, in a teaser, you should expect one to three pages eventually of full script. That means... You know, the dialogue, all of that. That's a full script page. That could mean three or four scenes depending upon how long you're gonna make your teaser. Now, Act One traditionally has ten or so pages of full script, and scenes tend to be short in sitcoms. so the for the first two beats in the Act One box, you might wind up writing, you know, five to seven scenes of one to two pages each. So, you know, Act 1 has the problem complicated and the problem exploding. That's going to take 10 pages, so you're going to have to write as many scenes as you're going to need to get 10 script pages. Act 2 traditionally also has 9 to 10 pages and a tag about 1 to 2 pages. So, you see how this works? In conclusion, I would like to point out that these script page counts are for shows that are filmed in the single camera tradition. Shows that usually don't have a live audience. Now, shows that shoot multiple camera in front of a live audience have a different script format. They look different on the page. They're the same length in minutes, but the multiple camera formatting of the script is different, meaning there's as many as 42 or so pages in a half hour multiple camera script, rather than the 25 pages for a single camera. But The structure is the same. It's six story beats. Also, based on what time you are in television history, sitcoms can have two acts, but they could also have three acts. When Lucy was on, for example, it was two acts. And when I was acting in the original version of One Day at a Time, back in the 1970s, those were three-act scripts. But then when I was writing Designing Women in the 90s, we were back to two acts. And at the present... Some shows write to two acts, and some sitcoms write to three. It just all depends. But if you know this traditional two-act structure, you're going to be able to write anything. Now, from here going forward, I would encourage you strongly to watch your favorite TV shows and see if you can't reverse-engineer and beat out the six-beat structure for that show. And while different showrunners have different ideas about structure... I'm almost certain that you're going to find at least some elements of this classic two-act structure that I've taught you today in everything you see. Now, this classic form was taught to me by a wonderful friend and writer, the late Don Reimer. Don learned it from some old sitcom guy who probably learned it from another old sitcom writer. And thus it is with this kind of info. We pass it on where we can. So thank you, Don. Now, I've heard from many of you, and I'm making changes to this podcast as a result of what I've heard. So going forward, there are going to be fewer writing party episodes, and and the new episodes will drop every other week instead of every week. So about twice monthly. Also, I'm in the process of consolidating all of my podcasts into one website. Braycast.com. That's B R A Y C A S T. com. You know, like podcast only, Braycast. (laughs) Funny, huh? Look for show notes there on that website. And please leave a rating if you feel inclined to do so and a review for this podcast wherever you might be listening to it, especially Apple Podcasts, because that really helps spread the words. And if you have any friends who might be interested, please tell them about this podcast as well. Now, above all, here's what I want for you. That you keep writing and that you're alive instead of perfect. So this is Tom Bray saying, I will see you next time. Keep writing. (laughs) This has been How to Write TV. Braycast.